This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Tom Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, I am extremely happy for a lot of reasons today. Um, one, something really simple, and that is basically, I am for the first time ever, I think probably possibly since I started this podcast four years ago, finally sitting upright. <laughs> and I say this because in my office at one point, there was an echo that would bounce around everywhere. And I had to get a sound barrier to, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen. And that's why some of the quality that I got was because of the barrier that would bounce the sound back. I got a Blue Yeti as well, Mike, but you know, the echo just came around. I brought, you know, carpets and everything. Now, I decided to do something different and I finally got a boom stand that wouldn't allow me to crunch over because the the problem was at my desk area where the microphone is at, I had it standing on air, but I had to lean down and this is during everything. All of the shows that I've done, like over 400, maybe going on 500 shows uh, at this point that I've done, uh, interviews and whatnot, I would scrunch over to this desk and talk when I do this. So. You know, after a while, you know, four years into it, it gets a little bit daunting, daunting. And uh, now I decided to just invest in the boomstick, which I'm like thinking now, why the hell didn't I do this in the first place? But I was also worried about whether the sound would bounce off again. And it seems like the more things that I have in the studio office that the more that it surrounds the sound. So I did some testing and it works out. So now if you're hearing this, I'm sitting upright and the way I should be with the microphone towards me instead of me reaching towards it. It also gave me an opportunity to clean up my desk and add some new items and stuff that I was able to do. So Phil, I, I have a fandom feng shui, if you will, you know, now of, of, you know, statues and items on my desk that wasn't there before. It gives a, a new feeling, a new essence and atmosphere. I can also see past my desk now because the barrier is no longer on my desk. So that's the awesome part right there. So I digress from that. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, well, not a lot. I wouldn't say a lot, but we got some news that we definitely going to, you know, get down to. But before we do that, I got to give a huge shout out. I got to get a big shout out to once again, the man that you heard at the beginning of the show, the soundbite that you heard, which was none other than Nerdcore's finest or hip hop's finest, if you will. Mega Rand, my man Raheem Jarbo, who did it again. This week, he did it again, and I, it always never ceased to amaze me what this man does. And he does it, what he does is out the kindness 
uh, the kindness of his heart and the passion of his soul. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know that in the world of professional wrestling, Rocky Johnson, soulmate Rocky Johnson, um, a lot of casual fans may just know him as The Rock's father, Dwayne Johnson. However, he's a lot more than what you think. If you go and do do your history, this man has done a lot for the business. He's done a lot for black history within, you know, uh, wrestlers of color or black wrestlers in general. And he is a, a big part of black history. He is one of him and Tony Atlas are the first guys to ever win the tag team champions. Not I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The first black tag team champions in history that broke barriers right there he also sparred with both george foreman and muhammad ali uh he was their sparring partners um you know he main evented in a lot of different places like before he never got the credit he deserved i mean he got inducted to the wwe hall of fame you can consider that quality or whatever if you will but he was inducted to that but uh and then on top of that he's the rock's father you know, I mean, you got to put it in that place. Even Dwayne will also say that as well. He deserves the credit for what he's done for the industry. Well, how this relates to Mega Ran is that Mega, you know, a wrestling fan himself, went on to Twitter and all over social media, but mostly Twitter, and did this quick, you know, freestyle talking about Rocky Johnson and the history of Rocky Johnson. It was really well thought out. It was uh, really heartfelt. Well, you know what else he did? He also tagged The Rock himself. You know what happened after that? The Rock actually tweeted him back. No, I'm sorry, not tweeted him back. Not just tweeted him back. He retweeted the video, which in Raheem's world got about probably like at the time it was 2000, probably doubled that by now. But in the hands of the most electrifying man in sports entertainment in Hollywood today, that thing is skyrocketed over to maybe 14,000, 15,000 right now people who saw it and then followed that. The Rock also gave his thanks for the bars and, you know, for putting together a, such a, you know, heartfelt deal. He really appreciated it. Um, so basically, in the hindsight, this is kind of like how, you know, if, if, Mega, if, if Ran was performing on stage, you know, performing at a, on stage, and The Rock just introduced him on stage. And then he performed. So he did a performance for over 15,000 people online. Introduced by The Rock. Kudos to you, my friend. It's <laughs> always. And I know the great part about it is that he didn't care or mean for it to be. I mean, he has his following. Mega has a, fo a huge following already. But to be endorsed by the biggest star in Hollywood, that is huge. And to do it in such a respectful and honorable way, that's also huge. So kudos to him once again. And again, this is a reason why I am friends with him, that I, it's an honor to be friends with him. It's an honor to have worked with him. It's an honor to have him do the theme music to our main prime show on Talk Time Live. Uh I reached out to him immediately, like um, when I when I discovered and found that out about that, and he was so excited. He replied back that he was so excited about that. Um, he couldn't believe it, and I'm like, and basically I had to tell him like, well, you just keep not believing it because apparently your hard work is making it believable. So uh, 
and he he you know he wrote he texts back like 103 times and like you ain't lying <laughs> so you know shout out to him keep you know up the keep up the great work and this is the reason why i love the world that i am that i you know engulfed myself and embraced myself into because i get to meet some extremely talented people like him some extremely talented people you know uh, that's within the world of anime comics and movies and games and it's a blessing it's a true blessing to be able to do this to be able to work with um read pop to be able to you know befriend you know the cast of naruto and, and dragon ball and just hordes of other people man i mean it's it's just a great thing it's a really great thing so keep up the great work my man i'm sure he'll make another milestone <laughs> so already in 2020 that is another milestone in itself you know out of all the things he's actually done that's another milestone in itself but ladies and gentlemen i digress this is select start this is a video game podcast and even though mega ran is definitely you know he is video games in all sense we got to get down to some video game news and to top it off today we will be reviewing dragon ball kakarot bandai namco's newest and latest game to start off 2020 the question with this is this game a redemption from last year if you guys remember last year jump force premiered and i think just about uh, this time of uh, last year i reviewed jump force at this time last year i was extremely disappointed will this do the same thing we'll find out at the top of this show so let's get down to some news first real quick i mean there's some really cool gaming news and we're going to start off again with bandai namco because not only did they come out with dragon ball kakarot they also premiered and announced they didn't premiere yet but they announced a new soccer football game i gotta say soccer and football because depending on who you who you are and listening to the show and where you're living at it's considered soccer in one spot and it's considered football in another but they announced a new anime soccer football action sports game based on the manga captain subasa uh a lot of people may not know and some people may there's some people in them you know some manga readers that may know this is a legendary title i believe this is connected to the shonen jump universe if i'm correct because i they do uh first of all bandai namco practically does all shonen jump video games so i do believe that this is connected to the shonen jump universe as well the people uh who create who uh, pr- uh publishes dragon ball publishes naruto saint seiya which by the way saint seiya is out this week on netflix um they uh, they pretty much sailor no i don't think sailor moon is a part of that i'm not sure i gotta really check that i don't think sailor moon is a part of that deal but you get my drift um they you know they they one piece is another one they connected with a lot of those games so they announced that this game was coming out this game will put uh an anime twist to soccer uh like most unlike most fans have played before with like fifa and all that stuff fifa don't have what this game is gonna have i think this is a very arcade like simulation game uh it's a it's a narrative it has a story and a narrative to it based on the manga itself uh what it also will have is characters that do special moves special soccer moves that is that will remind you of fighting games like street fighter 
So there will be some like spiritual chi chakra like moves or whatever like that that's going on in this game. Um, if you recall, there's another game in another anime that does the same thing. It's called Inazama uh, Eleven, which I've pre uh, previously played on the 3DS a while back, and. Inazuma 11 was also uh, said to be debuting on the Switch as well, like ages ago, and there's been nothing about that. It's 2020. This system has been out for quite a while. I, I It's not even out in Japan yet, so that's the weird part. I don't know what's taking it so long because I was looking forward to that game. That game also has a very type of over-the-top, you know, wacky type of spin for soccer as well. This one right here just looks like it's going to be very much action-based. I am looking forward to playing this. If you go on to Bandai Namco's, uh, you know, uh, social media pages, they should have that video. Or go on to YouTube and look up Captain uh, Subasa. It looks awesome. It looks it looks so beautiful. If you love what they did with what is that with uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, I don't know if connect. Uh, if, if the uh, people behind that company is going to be working on that, because they, they've worked on quite a bit uh, in the industry right now for Bandai Namco. CyberConnect2 uh, is the name of the company, by the way. Um, I don't know if CyberConnect2 is going to be uh, doing that game. It hasn't been said yet, or I haven't seen it yet, um, because I know they worked on a lot of the bandai namco games they worked on the ultimate ninja storm series which is phenomenal they also recently worked on dragon ball uh z kakarot as well and i think that's gonna play a factor into my review as well so they you know i i don't know who work is working on it right now but it looks absolutely phenomenal um everything that you expect from bandai namco to be and i'm looking forward to it they said uh they don't have an exact date for it but it is coming out this year so it could be first quarter second quarter third quarter who knows but it is coming out i'm looking forward to it i, I can't wait to see what it uh you know how it plays but i i've never been this excited to play a soccer game since Un uh, inazuma 11 uh so i i'm excited about this i'm really really excited about this so hopefully It'll, they'll get a date for us soon, and we will get a chance to check it out. So, and other news. We're bringing on a Netflix here. Netflix has brought us a lot of really cool anime recently, and especially game-related anime. One of the best game-adapted animes I've seen in a long time was Castlevania. And now, they, well, they've always had a lot of this series on their library, but now they're looking to invest in it more. Pokemon. Do you, there's a ton of Pokemon uh, series and movies on Netflix. But now Netflix original series has acquired the rights to do their own movies for Pokemon. And then just announced that on February 27th next month, a new Pokemon movie is set to premiere on Netflix called Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. This looks like actually a 3D animated version of the very first Pokemon movie, which in fact included Mewtwo, uh, and Moo for that matter. Uh, the premiere of this, like I said, is February 27th. No word on whether the same voices from the anime will be a part of the movie, but nine chances out of 10, that's what's gonna happen. So I'm looking forward to it. It looks absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Uh, the 3D CGI, on there is so great matter of fact i i never thought about this but the cgi and and character design of the movie kind of and the frame rate as well 
kind of mimics that of the recent Saint Seiya, the new Saint Seiya series that they uh, have, which is also 3D CGI animated as well. So this looks really great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they have this. Obviously, I think it's the same company that is working on both of these projects. So uh, if you haven't seen Saint Seiya, if you watch the old Saint Seiya, and, and, and honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of anime uppity fans out there that may not like this but i love the new saint Seiya because it it's a 3d version of the old series and it the character design looks amazingly like the old series but it just kind of it's 3d it's in 3d now and it they they still carry the essence of it as well so i actually dig it i think this new pokemon uh movie is going to be awesome uh i'm looking forward to it i'm really looking forward to it and i think around that time too is when we get the expansion pack for sword and shield the first expansion story comes out right around that time if i'm correct so that makes sense that all makes sense from right there looking forward to all that you know what else i'm looking forward to mortal kombat we all know the movie's coming the movie is coming in 2021 but we won't have to wait too long and i believe netflix is involved in this as well because a new mortal kombat animated film entitled scorpion's revenge is coming this year now i don't quote me on it i don't i think i did see that it said netflix may have this but if not it's still uh, an animated movie is still coming out <laughs> it's been reported so um while we wait for the anticipated reboot from Warner Brothers, we are treated to an animated film starring everybody's favorite Ninja Spectre. This is going to be solely based on Scorpion. I don't know if it's going to be based on, is it going to be a standalone movie that is chronicling how he became? Or is this him just going on a single adventure? Maybe going over, uh, you know, maybe trying to search for Quan Chi or whatever like that. I don't know if they're going to base it on the actual game canon or not or whatever, but I'm excited about it. The cast uh, will consist of some of our uh, some familiar, many familiar voices, including Kevin Michael Richardson, who's always been involved in the series. He's been a narrator for the games as well when he's the guy that says fatality or fight. You know that you know Kevin Michael Richardson. He's also the guy. He's 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 been on the Cleveland show. He's constantly on Family Guy. Uh, he is. I did not know this. I had no idea about this. He also was the voice of Guru in the original Mortal Kombat movie. I had no idea he he's been in the game for that long. That's awesome. Uh, a really familiar favorite is going to be in here. Gray Griffin as Katana. Why I'm giddy about that is because I actually had a chance to meet Gray Griffin through molly flanagan when they were all here in philly for the first keystone comic-con and we uh not only did i get a chance to meet her we had dinner together uh i took them to uh sam pie in here in philly which is like a one of the hottest fusion restaurants in the city um if you ever want to go to a really shout out to my man chris johnson because he actually gave me the heads up on that he's really great i'm trying to get him to do his own you know uh blog for pe for date uh for people who dating and great places to go for dating um we're gonna I'm, I'm determined to get him up and running with that but i digress um you know sampai is a phenomenal you know fusion uh, asian fusion restaurant it's so awesome there is not one bad entree on there that we uh, we tried out and love um even brussels sprout and i hate brussels sprout i can't stand it but the way they hooked it up i killed it so you could you told me there was brussels sprout it was but we got a chance to um i was down there with her and uh she is a delight 
she is absolutely delight to be with um and to hang around with so her schedule so busy i hope to actually get her on the show someday soon but the fact that she's on here playing katana if you guys don't know she also plays catwoman and batman well, a lot of batman uh whether it's the game or the franchise as well uh she also is captain marvel in some uh animated marvel shows as well she does a lot a hell of a lot but she's going to be here playing katana uh jordan rodriguez is Liu kang will be in here as well so uh and many many more i didn't get the whole entire cast list but those were the familiar significant people that i recognize in here so uh this will be interesting it is coming out this year so we got something to hold us off i'm looking forward to it you gotta remember also next uh in just a few days this is the 24th as i'm recording this this is february 24th next tuesday is the debut of the joker on mortal kombat 11 so we finally get him we're finally gonna see how crazy frantic and violent this man is <laughs> in the game and uh we actually saw some pieces of him uh from a video from a premiere video that they did on um on nether realms social media site so they already advertised him already it's all well and good i want spawn i am i i will keep saying that to the end of time i want to play a sport i can't even imagine how epic that is that experience is going to be having him in mortal Kombat. he will probably he will without a doubt be the most powerful character in the game that is barn they cannot nerf him down <laughs> this dude has a power unlike any i think even even with scorpion to me i think like spawn is even more powerful than a scorpion they kind of share a similar you know a similarity if you will they're both kind of specters in a sense they're they you know they're both from hell uh they do have a lot in common but i think there is a argument that spawn is actually more powerful than scorpion we will find out for sure we'll see how the, the narrative goes with them because they all you know ed boone always likes to bring them into the world that they're in so I'll be interested in seeing his power move set and everything. I can't wait to get a hand, get a hand uh, on that. I, oh God, it's been so long. I, like I said, I never got a chance to play Spawn on uh, Soul Calibur. Never, 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 ever. I played him on everything else. Never got a chance to play that because I think at the time I didn't have own Xbox and I didn't want to own an Xbox. Uh, by the time Xbox 360 came in, never had a chance. Didn't care. And I ended up giving my Xbox back. So it was just, it, it was kind of like that. So uh, the last bit of news that I have is Square Enix, who also is keeping the momentum of Kingdom Hearts going because they announced that a spinoff Kingdom Hearts game is coming to mobile devices this spring. The game temporarily titled Project Xehanort. Uh, I hopefully I got that name right. Never could get some of the names on that game right. Uh, Project Xehanort, which is set to be based on the characters uh, Xehanort, and who is one of the antagonists of the game, one of the main antagonists of the game. Uh, so you'll get to be able to play as him. Uh, it is said that the story will follow his road to darkness. So we'll get to see how that goes. So this is pretty much a prequel. I don't know to what extent this is going to be action based this is going to be card based they do a lot of card based games with uh, kingdom hearts um this also could be 
another RPG or whatever. They they usually go a different direction with the spinoffs. So it'll be interesting to see it goes. Hopefully, it'll, it'd be really cool if they would do what they did for Crisis Core, for Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, but it, there has never been a game that great, a spinoff game that great. I think that's still, as far as Final Fantasy games, that is one of the best spinoff games that they've ever done that was based on a final fantasy series so uh we'll see what um what will happen here i i do want to point out that they did say that the game will have in-app purchases so beware (laughs) you know i am about these damn uh in-app purchases and all this stuff i i can't i'm not a fan of them i'm not a fan of them that's why i stopped i used to be a big fan of mobile games i i was a huge fan of mobile games and i started just realizing all of these carny like type of antics that they would do for this for this series i used to hate it i could not stand it at all so i don't know we will see how this goes and i don't know i i i i'm a i'm a kingdom hearts fan i as you know if i reviewed the last one i wasn't too much of a fan of it even though it got a lot of you know critical acclaim i was just already i think i was just drained out by the the weight time for it you know we talked about this last time square enix is known for delaying games they just delayed um avengers and final fantasy 7 remake for another month but and, and for for quality assurance and that's understandable but kingdom hearts was just the i couldn't know that that i was not even going for that um that was just way too long of a wait and then when it finally came for me i was just like eh I, all this weight and i'm not really in, i'm not really excited by that point i was already playing like spider-man <laughs> i was already playing other games that was so awesome at the time that really superseded you know the playability and the replay value of kingdom hearts it was like by the time kingdom hearts was done i was like i didn't even follow the story and narrative i wasn't engaged in it as well as much as i w- wanted to be so We'll see. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is still a great franchise um, Once when it's all said and done. It's not a bad title at all. You, you know, it was one time it was really excited, exciting to actually mix the two worlds, the the, the, the taboo forbidden worlds of, you know, American made animation to like anime style animation in Japan and, uh, you know, culture. Now it's like, all right, we've seen it now and this, you know, we, we should expect more from this i mean some people did like really really enjoy it it's not to say i really didn't enjoy i didn't enjoy the game at all but it just didn't blow me away i was hoping for a blow away conclusion to all this but eh, it was just like all right i've i've beat the game that's just it yeah, it was very anticlimactic for me in a sense but uh this again this will come out in the spring we'll find out more on this as uh things develop from there folks that will do it for this portion of the show we're going to take a break come back and do our final stage review of dragon ball kakarot does this make a redemption for bandai namco is this their comeback game to start off 2020 we'll find out right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Kyle Bear, the voice of the narrator from Dragon Ball Z, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is my review of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Bandai Namco's latest addition to the Dragon Ball Z, I guess, franchise of games that they've been doing since like the 80s. Like, God, you you probably have no idea. So a lot of you probably have no idea how many Dragon Ball games or Dragon Ball Z games that are out there. And I'm saying, and I'm contrasting the two. You know, I'm separating the two together because there is a Dragon, a series of Dragon Ball games, and then there's a series of Dragon Ball Z games, and now we're getting a series of other Dragon Ball games that have come in the last few years outside of those two franchises. But we've been playing Dragon Ball games since the early '80s, since the Nintendo era, the Famicom era, or the PC era. I mean, there's a ton of we could do an entire show spanning through all of that and i may actually do a top 10 best dragon ball games of all time you know maybe down the line or something like that because it is a uh, there's a lot of them and a lot of them that i've even played especially when it comes to the imported versions so that may be something shout out to kyle haybear who uh is a favorite of the show he's been on three times uh he did the sound bite he did two he did like three sound bites for me in in three different times one it was for the first one is the first interview i ever did with kyle haybear who you guys know play as gohan for dragon ball uh for the dragon ball series he plays gohan he's ox king um he uh god he's ryu from street fighter he's a ton of other people he's recently playing um one of the fan favorite characters of my hero academia just recently i forgot the guy's name he's the uh the heavy set character that is apparently no longer heavy set apparently in the series i forgot his name forgive me but he he's a phenomenal dude Uh, if you listen to our exclusive interviews he's been on the show three times each time was phenomenal uh so and who knows he may be back on the show again i owe him a mug I told him a while back, like, if he comes on the show one more time, I I need to give him a mug. Or if I interview him one more time, I need to give him a mug with his name on it. Because he's, like, literally probably been on between him and Ruben Langdon and Molly Flanagan have all three of them. I gave Molly Flanagan a mug already when when she was in Keystone. So I I don't even have to worry about her. Um, But the other two, like, they've been on the show so many times that I need to start, you know, 
looking out for him in certain in some f- sort of fashion or something like that. So uh, that that could possibly happen. Kyle is a great dude. Um, he's great as Gohan, and you know he was also contributing to this game. Now, last year, Bandai Namco premiered one of the most disappointing games of the year. So the, I don't even I don't even know how this game was even nominated for a game award. I, I swear to goodness. They only did it to have a filler because there weren't that many fighting games there. But Jump Force, you guys remember, they premiered Jump Force, I think in 2017, no, 2018, they they announced that Jump Force was coming. It was supposed to be the follow-up to J-Star Victory Versus Plus, uh, which is one of my favorite, you know, crossover anime titles. You know, there's some there's some uppity people who claim that they don't like it, but I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's not the greatest game in the world, but it was a great melee brawler. It was a contrast from Super Smash in every way. And that's not a knock on anything. It was just a different way of doing it. And I thought they did some things that Smash Brothers didn't do, which they're now doing now. So I absolutely enjoyed that game immensely. And I hoped that jump force was going to be the great follow-up to that and unfortunately it was not the case it was a cash grab it was a disappointing game it didn't you know it it was underdeveloped when it was debuted they finally added some things onto it later on but it still lacks so much potential that it we never got so me being a fan of bandai namco was highly disappointed and started realizing i'm started seeing through the transparencies through what was going on i have reason to believe that they're budgeting their asses off over there in that studio because some of the things that they're doing leads me to believe that they don't have the funding to do exactly what they want to do or what they used to do and you know for instance one of the biggest things is that they don't hire uh u.s uh, actors to do voices all the time the only time especially when it comes to anime that they do that the only two games that they have done that for so far is dragon ball every dragon ball game virtually every dragon ball game that you see with the exception of dragon ball uh super uh dragon ball heroes uh world missions and some other ones um they do not invest in the talent for that the other one would be naruto virtually every naruto game that has come out has all of the actors of the game uh you know uh participate in there and and do the and replay and reprise their roles in here and that was one thing that i noticed about some certain games i mean there are other games out there like god eater 3 and code vein and all the stuff that they do for as well but I swear, Bandai Namco has the potential to do so much more, but I really think that there's some things that shows that they don't have the funding to do it. It's not from the lack from a lack of quality or a lack of skill. It's just, I feel like it's plainly from uh, them not being able to do what they want to because of financial you know limitations. So then the company announced last year, like they did before year before that a brand new dragon ball title with the help of cyber connect 2 which is very important here that you have to really um focus on because they are the ones who worked on naruto ultimate ninja storm which in fact still to this day may be the best anime based series that bandai namco has ever done from start to finish on so many levels i mean if you look at just from a minute detail standpoint that game 
and I'm not being biased at all. This is, I, I thought about this even before I became friends with Molly. So it has nothing to do with that. Um, I'm also friends with a lot of people. It was some people from the, or know people from the Dragon Ball world too. And I'm like, I still, there's some things that, you know, contrast and comparison into. That's just the way it is. But what they did with that game was just so awesome. And why not bring the guys who brought that game in to do this game? So they are, they were in charge of putting together a really great experience for a Dragon Ball uh, title based on, once again, the life of Goku. This, once again, chronicles the life of Goku. And in, and it, in that, we have Dragon Ball Kakarot. But the biggest question now is that, is this a redeeming success or will this be another cookie cutter Dragon Ball Z experience that we've all come to know throughout from all the different games that they have chronicling or chronicling um, the Dragon Ball franchise and the sagas? I mean, because let's face it, since even going back, like I said, to the PC Engine era and uh, the the Famicom era, they have been retelling the tale of Dragon Ball, and I don't know how the hell we aren't tired of this yet, but these guys, CyberConnect2, I think I will put more emphasis and weight on them, um, was able to bring us a refreshing look at the franchise once again. So, let's go on the detail of things. Let's start with the story mode. Not too much about the story mode here. I mean, it if you played one Dragon Ball Z game, you played them all, you know what to expect. Dragon Ball Kakarot, Z Kakarot, once again chronicles the sagas that centers around Goku during uh, the run of the Dragon Ball series. However, this one provides a hybrid of gameplay style uh, styles to give you a refresh feel compared to previous games and i'm that's including the uh all of the budokai games and the uh other like the games on the playstation the games on the the, uh nes because in the nes and the super nes or super famicon or famicon game they provided uh rpg games versions of this and you know car battle games of this and stuff like that so this once again kind of Brings a lot of that in together, along with some few other things. Uh, Xenoverse as well. So, the sub, uh, basically, the su- there are a lot of sub-stories in this game as well. The sub-stories provide side quests uh, that has you relive some of the most memorable moments in the series, as well as answer some questions that many fans have asked about for years. So, basically, because it's on a PlayStation 4, you are now able to do things or experience things that you weren't able to experience on previous games that focused on the Z sagas. So that's the great part about it. And I think they were able to capture on that point. For instance, there were a lot of filler episodes in the series, some of them that were favorites to fans that they kind of focused on and highlighted on in this game. It's not just the main sagas and all that stuff. And what they did with this they use these sub stories, these filler episodes as sub stories or side quest missions to flesh out some things. And some some uh, sub stories you will remember from when you watch the series and other ones. There are like actual in they become insider, you know, sub stories that kind of explain some narratives in the in the series. And then some there are some actually absolutely surprises in these uh titles as well um 
one of them, one of which actually closes the book on the joking narrative or, or, you know, the joking pseudo narrative, if you will, that fans have always done in regards to Goku as a reason. And that's him choosing fam, uh, fighting and training over his family. There's been a lot of jokes. There's a constant, even the guys in drag and, and the, um, in Funimation and, and the, in Bandai Namco, they know about this. We, it's a constant joke that Goku is a bad father. Well, upon playing this game, you, if you go into a certain area in the game, you will hear Goku actually talk about him being, uh, feeling bad about what he's, you know, about him not being able to, uh, take care of Gohan while he's away training. And the, the narrative that people are giving or projecting into the series is that go as you know goku is like a bad father he cares he doesn't care about you know raising the kids or whatever and and piccolo is the real father i've even made light of this joke as well <laughs> I, I i created a meme for this as well um to which kyle absolutely enjoyed it <laughs> talking about uh you know involving piccolo and, and gohan and piccolo saying that you know your father ain't shit right <laughs> so that pretty much you know sets forth that situation well in the game goku actually says and i had to I had to really screen cap this to make sure that I heard this right. And I had to play the game again to get the screen cap. Cause it was really important that I figured that I, uh, that I saw this and I had to point this out. So he actually in the game, he says, I feel kind of bad the whole time. I'm, I've been gone. Piccolo has been looking after Gohan. He's even been training him and he goes on and on to talk about that. So they clear up a lot of things about that. And that kind of really, in some cases that really shuts down that the joke about it because they i think that people were starting to vilify goku or take it kind of serious which was supposed to be like a joke in narrative but people started taking it serious as like he really is a bad father i mean it is what it is but at least he recognizes that he they finally added on that because i don't he's never done this in the in the, any of the uh series before so they added in they added on this for the plot of the story so as he's going around the open world areas and everything they do start talking and just pointing out some things and i thought that was really interesting that they kind of slipped that in hoping that somebody would see that so that's that's was one of the, i thought that was really cool kind of really closed the book on that just a bit but i you know cynics they're still going to talk about it as well um the one great thing i loved about the side quest is that they weren't um they aren't that deep they aren't that deep at all. They're really kind of short uh, quest, if you will. Just like one mission, one little thing you got to do to, you know, find an item or whatever like that. And you level up really well. The leveling up, which we'll talk about shortly, is really fast pace. It's a really fast pace um, of leveling up when you do these side quests. And I, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the idea of that this is Dragon Ball. They boost their high their uh power level really high really quickly the more that they train or the more that they uh get into the, the uh situation so it makes sense the gameplay the gameplay of dragon ball z kakarot uh is really interesting although this is an action game or action rpg with a control scheme uh the control scheme is very similar and the play mechanics is very similar to Xenoverse in a sense. Uh, you got one attack button. You have a button that allows you to really do a quick skip 
uh, in the in, while you're flying and such, at like really high speed skipping, uh, in a sense, um, it will also let you fly as well. And then there's a charge button for it that you have in the game that you do. Uh, and then what is the other button? And then there's the I forgot what the other button does. There's a square button. I forgot what it does real quick, but you have simplistic, you know, games that are set to do it. You also have uh, energy. It, there's a mix of I think there's a mix of like Kingdom Hearts style and a mixture of, you know, Xenoverse. But either way, the camera is panned in the rear, so you'll never see the front of Goku or whatever character that you're using for that point. And that part right me of uh, that part right there and the way that they have the, the uh, battle system although it's action it also really it feels to me more like a rpg that's just you know it's uh real time it, it feels like a real time rpg for me uh like which is more action based and this is the kind of thing i like this is the kind of thing that i wouldn't mind if final fantasy would have it. even though they do have that now for most final for current final fantasy games um and i believe they started that with 15 which i really loved about that doing it this way that they're doing it it still has the feel and look of a traditional rpg but it plays more like a real-time action-based game so i like the way they did that um if you want to get you know power-ups or whatever like that you got to hit the directional pad to get them and hit the buttons that you um to acquire the power-ups while you're in battle if you start losing energy and stuff and such um but you got to set that up on your own before you get into battle it's very important and pivotal that you do that so that right there i pretty much enjoy um you will not have the chance to engage in combat against enemies but you will eventually level up and obtain new uh and powerful moves so i i really like i really enjoy it i really enjoy that um as you move along you know the sagas because they have to um once you get to like say to the andre saga you gotta acquire final flash or big bang attack you go you acquire big bang attack during the frieza i think by no near the near um during the time of the android uh attack so you'll advance uh, you know upon that time um you also have a skill tree that you will be able to acquire as well uh so you have that the skill tree like you see in every rpg game now allows you to strengthen all of the moves that you already acquire and you uh and you train for it you have training uh areas that you can acquire new moves and such as well so you have all that there um of course this wouldn't be dragon ball z if you didn't have any dragon balls in here to find and search to get a wish the game will have a chance to, for you to search for dragon balls which will grant you a selection of wishes um, that will help you evolve throughout the game so it could be money that you can buy more items which i really highly recommend um that you can probably fight another enemy again or you can also level up more or you could get a rare item so you have all of these that you have at your possession once you require the actual Dragon Balls. Again, once you get the Dragon Balls, the Dragon Balls fly away. I think there's a time, uh, I, there's a timing situation with that, whereas it won't, you won't have a chance to acquire the Dragon Balls again until within a certain amount of time throughout the game. I think that, which is really great because the idea of Dragon Balls is actually is once you do take, um, you make a wish, the Dragon Balls separate and you won't be able to see them for at least a year. 
so once a year comes by from the year from the day that the, the wish was made you will be able to do it again i don't know if it's going to be a year from this date <laughs> on the game but uh i remember when i did the wish you don't see them again so i'm i i pretty sure that throughout the game that you're going to announce they're going to announce and let you know and alert you and notify you when you'll be able to you know search for them again I, and i like that aspect um unlike uh xenoverse which is like once you get the dragon balls you could um you can absolutely go get them again you can ask uh same with uh i believe same with uh super dragon ball heroes as well once you get the dragon balls you can automatically go out which i don't mind either but this gives it a little bit more it, it makes you feel like it's more in, in uh, engaging to the actual dragon ball experience because that's exactly what would happen in the actual uh series so that's also a great deal um the what else is do i have here the um there's a lot of places to explore too uh great fanfare moments in the open world stages uh which is huge and we'll talk about that in a minute when the presentation um in the stages you will be able to search for items such as uh z orbs which will help you again you know power up some of your moves and your leveling up and everything uh items that uh that you require such as fruits and food items and such uh other secrets throughout the game that you'll be able to acquire as well once you go start flying around the areas that you have you will also have a community board and that and the community board lets you collect soul emblems throughout the game through again uh sub stories and meeting different people that you'll meet and acquire you will combine this up um the soul emblems to like uh to match up with like-minded characters that will help you strengthen certain aspects of your abilities of the game so um of course this is an rpg game they got mini games in here as well the mini games are kind of a hit and miss for me at the right now it, it just really is um they're more but it's more hits than misses to me um some games like the driving game which is solely based on the most popular filler episode of dragon ball z ever which uh has goku and uh, piccolo taking a driver's uh, uh doing driver's lessons and taking it to get a driver's license for chi chi one of the this, this episode is so popular that people have cosplayed as the characters in the game uh it's more or less piccolo with a with his hat turned back with a t-shirt uh as he's driving the only disappointment of that mini game is that they don't have a skin with piccolo or goku because they're wearing they're supposed to be wearing regular clothes so it would have really been awesome if they had a skin with piccolo wearing the t-shirt and the hat and all this stuff and goku wearing whatever the hell he was wearing for that episode nobody remembers what goku wears they only remember what piccolo wore there because it was so uncharacteristic of piccolo to wear that and for even for him to be going in a driver's uh taking a driver's exam so that was the one the really thing here so they do re let you relive that situation but you don't get a chance to see them in the actual skins that was the only disappointing thing about that and that was like one of those things like you could have easily added that on i wonder if it was again budget issues that had anything to do with that or not not sure what happened with that but that i'm i'm that was too big of a fan for a thing for them to miss out um there's also other games that you could play like gohan going after dinosaurs to get more food as you're surviving the um the wild like areas of that uh region so you got that you could get pterodactyls and gain you know items for that and some of the items that you acquire 
can you be used to cook um, to have Chi-Chi or other chefs or whatever in the community cook for you and cook you items that boost your stats and everything some some of the stats are boosted permanently uh to your characters or some of them are just to power up for that moment so you have that option right there um there's also a, another kind of a speed attack mini game that involves a sort of a a a walking cycle that chi chi um, i'm sorry that boma created from capsule core that one I wasn't too good with, and it was it had you going on this very unbalanced mountain, and you're jumping really high in the air, and you're trying to control the gravity of the jump. It wasn't as fun as the other games as well, like the baseball game or the fishing mini game. So, like I said, there are hit or misses, but for the most part, there are more hits than misses with that one. I didn't like the the cycle uh, game uh, with the with the little walking, uh, you know, mobile. Uh, vehicle that she made but i did like the rest of them all of the other ones was there the presentation of the game this is probably the easy part of the uh, game to talk about because every dragon ball game is phenomenal every dragon ball game that you ever played leading if you look at the evolution of dragon ball games like i said you're dating back to the 80s early games where it was like 8-bit games that you were playing and now we're like totally evolved into something amazing in the new gen era which consists of phenomenal games and phenomenal graphics and character design and, and uh 3d models and such this was the easy part for them these games it looks exactly like the damn anime i mean that it, it used to be a t- there used to be a time when i would play when, pe- when we used to play like people in my era used to play imported games and we would play dragon ball games from the nes or the super nes and we were looking at these games hoping praying and wishing that we will someday get to this level that we will play a game just like this that looks exactly like the anime that we know and love now we get this on the it's such a norm for us and i hate the fact that now we got this new generation of gamers who take it for granted because there was a time when we you know during the paleolithic era of gaming where everything kind of looks so simplistic and you know you it was almost the equivalent of cave paintings you know that's why i had to term paleolithic it was just like really you had paleolithic um paintings that was equivalent to what we're to the gaming aspect now so now we have them this to me, this era is like the Roman Greco era because during the Ro- uh, Roman uh, Greco times, statues were more lifelike. There were some more, re- they were more realistic features into it, and video games also play into that factor as well. So, I love what they did with this. I mean, it's just it's a no brainer that this looks phenomenal. Whether this this now the thing is, it doesn't look as great as say Xenoverse. I think it looks just as equally as uh, as Xenoverse. There's some little shadowing and lighting uh, features that look that looks just as great. Um, I still think Dragon Ball Fighters may have taken a cake with this because what that game has done and what Arc System Works has done with that game is nothing short of outstanding. I mean, that game looks really outstanding. But this one, I mean, what they did with the as I'm looking at it on my screen right now in here, because uh, I'm looking at the YouTube uh, gameplay of it while I'm doing this, they what they did with the lighting 
and the shadowing and it's just how it glares off and the vibrant colors and the saturations of the uh, of the open worlds and the characters and the clothing it looks beautiful it's a little bit just a tad bit extra bright than you would see on xenoverse or um or fighters at the, at the moment so it, it does have somewhat bit of a contrast but not to the extent that it is like blowing you away jump force was supposed to be that game that was supposed to like blow us away last year because if you remember that game was supposed to the idea of that game the the art direction of that game was supposed to be that here you have shonen jump characters that looks realistic and it did for the cgi cutscene. But then we played the game and it looked like a like a play almost like I would say a PlayStation 3 or even a PS Vita game <laughs> to that extent. So it, that to me was crushing. But this looks beautiful. It looks every bit as beautiful. The frame rate, it looks it, it, it's phenomenal. The animation is great. Love what they did with with this. Uh, it's just it, it's stunning design. It's just a very stunning design all around. The open world stages are massive and brings you right into the universe. You also have the original musical score from the Z series, which, in fact, it is very well welcome. Uh, you can listen to it forever as it consistently loops, and you'll never get tired of it. It's it, it actually, honestly, it's tranquil. I would, when upon listening to this, like if I have it on pause and I got to walk away from the game and I have the audio up, it's so peaceful. I could play this, and I, I may actually wind up getting the original soundtrack for the series because it's just, it, it, you know, you can use this for meditation. It, that's how really great that that music is. And the theatrical, um, you know, tracks in this series, it's just so great. And it just reminds you of why you love the series in the first place because you never heard music like this on any American TV shows at all. It's, I've, to this day, I don't think you really do hear music this of this quality, orchestrated uh, music of this quality, even in a it's a, even in today's uh, you know uh, animated series. So I, I it's, it just reminds you it's like they this is a very high quality production that they put that, that he did here, and best of all for me at least especially, all of your favorite voices of the show. Is on air. Sean Schimmel, Chris Sabat, uh, Kyle Haber, and all the other characters are in the game to reprise their roles and give it the authentic feel that fans expect. And all the fans of these guys expect. So, the other cool thing that I loved about this game, too, as far as um, options and presentations, was the Z uh, Encyclopedia, which gives you a detail on everything about the DBZ world as well as the characters in the game, both old and some new ones that you'll see in this game as well so if i had to give this game a negative i got a few the one negative that i got even though i love that the voices all of the voices that are in here the one annoying thing about the game and this is something that's kind of outdated especially for rpg games that i wish that they would some of them have some like Square Enix. I don't believe they do it anymore. I think that they've gotten out of doing that. But there's a certain repetitive, annoying repetitiveness about the game's audio and the the uh, the speeches of the based on the characters. Um, so when you're flying around and your character continues to repeat the same line every single time enemies are near, in particular, Gohan. Gohan is the one, and Kid Gohan, and 
you're walk, you're flying around every single time, and he's constantly saying, "I think I can handle this. I think I can handle this." And it gets after a while, it gets annoying that you want to just turn off the audio on it. You want to put it on mute every time you go, and you really don't want to because one, you want to hear the music, <laughs> and two, you want to experience everything else. I don't want to be. I don't have to tediously keep muting the game. I wish that they would find a way to stop the repetitiveness of that aspect it's it's really it becomes really really annoying after a while so i I think subtlety would be the key if they ever thought about patching that point up because there's no need for us to hear the characters repeat the same lines every single time because there are a lot as you're as you're flying around the open world there are tons of different enemies that you're going to fight that you're going to fight to level up so hearing them keep saying the same line is daunting you don't want to keep hearing it so hopefully that they will find a way i do want to point out another really fun short positive is when you're flying around you can fly and speed fly you go like mach 5 and sometimes you can run into the characters instead of just actually facing them you can run into them and 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 crash right into them and you only have to fight them if you manage to run them over you'll still get points for that as a fight so I do love that aspect, but it's the other negative I had um, with it, which is not exactly the biggest deal break in the world, but I think it's something that they should also work on for future titles. And I'm really surprised that this happened because this is um, Connect uh, Cyber Connect Two that is working on this, and that is the mouth movement. And of course, it, I think for the cutscenes, I don't know, I can't speak for the cutscenes, but. Um, just in like the subtitle the sub motion uh what is it the sub stories when you have when they just have your actual model talking and they got the mouth moving it doesn't sync up to the audio and i know they do a lot of adr in the game to match for the american and there's sometimes the adr and if you don't know what the adr is the adr uh adr is when someone let's say amanda c miller who is the voice of baruto she also does adr for a lot of the anime uh episodes of baruto and a lot of other series as well they write the script i believe if i'm correct they write the script if you go back to the interview i have with uh, amanda she explains that um the adr is when they she actually has to write the script to match up with the mouth movement of the actual anime so i don't think they the adr was done as good or i don't think they had i don't think they could do what they were what they want to do because of the mouth movement of the video game and doing video game adr is kind of different from when you're doing uh anime cell uh adr if i'm correct so i it, it was that part right there it didn't match up all the time but i i can understand why that wouldn't have worked but to their credit, it's not a deal breaker. The voices are still, the, the audio quality, the voice acting is still really well done, uh, which you would expect. Like these guys have been doing it for years. So it's like, it's pretty much just second nature to them. You know, it's like breathing at this point. They have assimilated these characters into their lives. So they know more than how to act and portray themselves with that as well. So um, but it's, it's a negative, but not a deal breaker. It's not the end of the world. Um, the last one was like i mentioned it before the cycle mini uh the uh, cycling mini game that involved uh chi chi i mean i'm sorry i keep saying chi chi uh boma uh designing this cycle uh 
machine or vehicle that you know with two hand with two legs and you're jumping around and everything that mini game was annoying but thankfully you don't have to play it to advance through the important parts of the game or even the sub uh, parts of the game it's just a new mini game for you to play so that part i didn't like it well overall i enjoyed this game i i absolutely do say that this is a redemption from last year's debacle which was jump force uh they managed to put a refreshing spin on a game that talks about practically the same story that we've been hearing for years and been playing for years in dragon ball games we've been playing this story i you know it's funny i actually i make fun of dynasty warrior for so many years dynasty warrior is a very repetitive game that chronicles the real life history of the dynasties in china and every time it was usually the same thing and the same thing and they what to their credit they finally managed to give us a contrasting gameplay with every new game that comes out and now we get now different versions of these games through zelda through uh, fire emblem persona 5 is coming out with their own version coming soon i'm looking forward to that hopefully that makes it to america because uh, that's scheduled to come out in february i believe and japan but you know you you got to give dragon ball that same kind of kick too how many times have we played games based on a z saga so how many times so when they came out with dragon ball kakarot and they announced it i was a little bit weary because i'm like okay how much can you really cover the same thing and they, i think that they really did a pretty damn good job covering this saga again and still trying to give us something new a refreshing look and perspective of the series in a nutshell and uh, and 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 it's in uh totality if you will so i thought that they really did a great job with this um it, is it the best dragon ball game i've ever played by far no i still give that nod to dragon ball fighters uh to some extent dragon ball xenoverse because they gave us such a new and refreshing story and outlook on things so um those two to me top it uh, i still i think as for a dragon ball z title yes this is the best game that i think that gave us a dragon ball z experience i think that i can say uh this gave us a lot of new refreshing ways of playing it uh for rpg uh people i think i think rpg fans will enjoy it i don't think this is for everybody this is not an everybody game. Not everybody's going to be a Dragon Ball fan and not everybody's going to be a fan of how this game plays or how it works out. That's that's not going to be helped. Not everybody's going it's not a game that's going to be you know a game of the year contender by any stretch. This is a game strictly for hardcore fans of Dragon Ball Z like myself. So, it's not expected for anybody to like to everybody's going to like it. It just is. I did, I I told a friend of mine I like it to, you know, to equal argument, Xenoblade Chronicles, as great as that game is, not everybody's going to like that game. That's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's into that play style. Not everybody's into what that game is about. But it's not to say that it's a bad game or it's not a great game in itself. Overall, it could be a great experience, but there's not, not some, some great games are just not games that is going to attract everybody. And that's just the truth. 
but with that said for fans of this game i think they will really enjoy it it's a great dragon ball z game it's a great dragon ball game in, in general so i think they'll enjoy it but if i'm going to give it a grade i give it a b plus i was fighting at first to see like is this an a minus or a b plus but i did see some things that i felt like eh, that's gonna hold me back from it so uh, a b plus is still a really good title for this so if you're a dragon ball fan go out of your way check this out this is worth your uh money this is worth your try go out of your way get the entire thing get the um the season pass i got the season pass i think that they're gonna add on to this there might i don't know to what extent i don't know if we're gonna get like maybe some things based on the super saga i don't know if we're gonna get stuff based on uh some of the off canon based sagas like the brawly saga or the android saga uh the android movie which i love was the one that really got me into dragon ball z uh so i don't know where we're gonna get out of this but i guarantee you it's gonna be good if if it's anything like we're playing right now you're gonna love it so go out of your way to check that out folks that will do it for uh this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed this sunday uh we're gonna talk about more in the world of our favorite fandoms and sabrina uh the chilling adventures of sabrina is uh coming out tomorrow we're gonna talk about that like i said saint Seiya, the second season uh has come out so we're gonna talk about that as well so one of the two are going to be our talk topics this week. So uh, whichever one excites me the most, I'm going to use as a talk topic. We also got some other news going on in the world of our favorite fandoms as well. So we'll be talking about that as well, including a new theme park in Orlando, Florida that Nintendo fans may enjoy. So we're going to talk about all that. And next week on Select Start, I just got a game that I uh, saw, I think during E3 or whatever like that. Or one of the showcases that Nintendo made. And I was really in, interested in this. 1980X just came out yesterday. Uh, it's an indie title. It's a really intriguing over-the-top arcade action game that meets a coming-of-age drama narrative too. It's more very drama narrative than I have. I had a chance to play it. I'm I, just from just from playing it a little bit, I was blown away at the at the visuals and presentation of what it looks like a 32-bit 2d side-scrolling game um i am looking forward to getting into this game i am looking forward to seeing how this is going to come out and how this is going to work but just off the bat this could possibly be an indie game of the year contender in the making so we're going to talk about that next week and uh much more so maybe even puzzle and dragons because i'm still trying to figure that game out right now too so maybe we'll talk about that as well so uh yeah we, we there's no shortage of uh you know gaming or other fandom news to talk about here we will have it in of course you never know who's going to pop up and you never know who's going to come by. You never know what new big news is going to be coming. But trust me, there will be some big news coming. So, folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life and love all things anime, comics, movies and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, folks. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.